Hi, listeners. You can now listen to this community podcast production ad-free on Apple Podcasts and access the podcast one week early and get exclusive bonus content. Just hit the subscribe button now on Apple Podcasts. Or if you want access to all of the above, plus video versions of the podcast, head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. I'm Sarah Ferris, true crime podcaster. And I'm Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. And you're listening to Stop the Killing. Welcome back to a bonus episode of Stop the Killing. Hi, Catherine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm busy. It's sunny here, but still a little chilly. How about you? So, well, it's. I'm looking out at a cherry blossom, which I was looking at earlier through snowflakes, which was a very unusual at this time of the year for London. Yeah, wow. A bit cold. Yeah. But that's all by the by. Before we kick in, I do want to just say thank you to, well, you always, but also to our fabulous Patreon supporters because you know they give us regular support, which means we can keep making this content. And I know you appreciate it. I do. You know, I was going to tell you, you know what I love about Patreons is their questions. I'm only doing this to try to help. Yeah. And I can't help if I'm not answering the right questions, if I'm not saying the right thing. And they're asking the most intricate questions and challenging questions. I love that. Love it. I know. And also the getting on board, we've got a little bit of a back channel community. And one of the suggestions that came from one of the Patreon members recently was that they were going to put together a spreadsheet or a list of questions that you could just print off and take to the school and know what to ask. And I thought that was brilliant, right? It is. It's another challenge. I think that's a great idea. If you wanted to become a Patreon supporter and swing in behind the podcast to show your support, then you can go to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. But I also wanted to point out that we are now available ad-free. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, you'll find a new link that just says subscribe and you will then be able to access ad-free content, which you'll also get a week early. If you still like us on video though, head over to Patreon because you can get that and heaps more bonus content over there. So yeah. And Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Yeah. I don't know who made that up. I had to look it up at one point when I first heard it. I'm like, what word is that? So it's good and it works. And it's a fantastic opportunity to, you know, be an added part of the community. I mean, you're helping us to communicate better. So I love that. I love that idea. It's very true. Now, listen, the other day you sent me a little email that I was so intrigued at because it was a link and um, it 
wasn't a virus, thankfully, but it <laughs> went through to an article that was locked and I couldn't read it, but the headline had me super intrigued. So I'm hoping that you have opened it and you can tell me a little bit about it. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't have the end of the story oh. because it's kind of an ongoing question. And I think not just for the school, but here's the headline. I think that I don't want to put words in your mouth, but surprised you. But so you I did. just did. How a Texas girl scared of school shootings was punished. Oh, so much to unpack in that loaded sentence. So there was a young girl who was in school in Texas. She was middle school, 13 years old. And I'll tell you, she probably doesn't know, but I know that middle school shooters come from middle school where they attend school. And she's a 13-year-old girl. And there's always, as people would say, oh, versions of stories. So here's the story that she and her mom tell. And I'm not judging at all on whether this is true or untrue or whatever. I'm just saying this is the story. The young girl is in school and she hears a boy tell another classmate in gym class, don't come to school tomorrow. Ooh, just a casual bit of leakage dropped in gym. Yes, exactly. She hears don't come to school tomorrow. So she goes through the day. She's in eighth grade. And as you may know, eighth graders, they're pretty cool here, right? They're the oldest in their particular school. So they think they're pretty cool. Yeah. They're big fish and small ponds. Small pond, right. So she, by the end of the day, is more concerned about this and thinks she needs to maybe say something. So what should she do, right? Because we all know, see something, say something, right? Yeah. Even though she's in Texas, I just want to be clear. She's like three, 400 miles away from Uvalde. Texas, right. where that terrible okay. school shooting was. So it's not like this is something that happened, you know, next to her house. Texas is huge. But and even so, so, I mean, it's a, it's going to be, aware of it. yeah, who, who's mm-hmm. not aware right. of it? Exactly. Exactly. So what she hears is all don't come to school tomorrow. Right. And so what, you know, could she have done? I mean, what are her options at that point? Straight to a teacher, straight to the principal, straight to the administration, straight to the parents. Mm-hmm. Her parents. Her parents, right. And in fact, the school system, they have a anonymous reporting system that I was looking for the name of. And of course, I can't find it. It's like called Stop It, I think it is. S-T-O-P-I-T, Stop It, where she could text the information. So there are systems in place, right? And if yeah. we train our kids to tell them that time is of the essence and to go ahead and say something to somebody... So the other thing that we tell our kids uh, all the time you hear people say is tell a trusted adult. So whatever Mm -hmm. the circumstances were, by the end of the school day, she is concerned enough about what she thinks she heard. And she goes home to find her mom. And she's concerned about that. So, you know, she has a crew, right? And she texts her chat crew of a couple of, a handful of people. And she says, this is what I heard. It kind of scares the shit out of me. And she's like, I'm going to tell my mom. You know, this happens in gym class. She's at school all day. By the end of the school day, she's concerned. By 4.45, she has this chat exchange. Then she goes to her mom. Her mom is on a Zoom call, just as we are. Oh, my goodness. Her mom's on a Zoom call. She is so concerned that she's like, I need to talk to you right now. So her mom says, okay. She gets her off of the Zoom call, and she says, this happened. And so then at this point, the kid and the mom say they are planning on how to get a hold of the school and the school calls her an assistant principal calls the mother at the house the Why? same day. Why? 
Has the child already reported it in school before she's left? No. no. Oh. So right, first lesson. Maybe whatever the story is, in any situation, urgency is important. The first lesson is to report it to somebody. Hopefully your child has somebody at school who they would consider a trusted adult. And so she doesn't report it at school. She has a half a dozen friends or so who are in this group chat. She mentions it to them. Then her mom goes to call. And before she can pick up the phone to call, she says she gets a a call from the assistant principal who calls to tell her they've caught wind of the situation. There's a police officer investigating. The boy uh, who this allegation was made about did not have access to a gun. There was no threat to the campus. And then the mom and the girl are like, yay. And the girl goes to school the next day. And at first period of class, she gets called out of class and told she's being suspended for the remaining 73 days of school. And she's going to go to an al- <laughs> and she's going to have to go to an alternate school. What? <laughs> you for- can see why I want. Why well, wanted you to read crime? this? For what crime? Sorry, that is insane. So she's literally been punished for doing the one thing that we tell everybody to do, report it. Well, her side of the story is right, absolutely yeah. that, right? Okay, so absolutely. you're just talking me off the ledge there because I didn't no, jump no. to the conclusion that that was her story. I was equally annoyed. Those yeah, facts okay, that good. I told you, those are the facts. Tell me, what's the school's reasoning? She reported this in her chat to her friends. The chat friends mentioned it to their parents who called the police. She created hysteria in the school. Oh, my God. I mean, and so therefore she was suspended. The and failing there is with needed- the school, 100%. Like, if you haven't taught your kids how to responsibly report such an incredibly vital piece of information and then how to silence a school for the rest of the, well, God, no, eternity. Unbelievable. The school's student services director said in a statement, they can't talk about her case specifically. But they said it's grossly inaccurate to say the school district had ever punished a student for reporting a safety concern. Okay, so they're denying that this is what's happened. But is that child in school at that school? No, she was moved to another school. So she was moved to another school and the school saying that is not why she's been moved to another school. She was kept in the school for weeks. Right. She had panic attacks where her palms grew sweaty and her breathing got shallow. She felt like she was melting. She had nightmares that she was back at school, but something didn't feel right. She withdrew from her friends. There's no part of this whole thing that seems rational, the 13-year-old girl said. She spends her days chipping away at online classwork. She's kicked out of school, so she was at home, working at home. She didn't go to the alternate school. Instead, her parents said, we're not sending her to that school as a punishment. The kids go to that school because they did something wrong. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So her mom said no. That's not happening. Advocates see their case as a striking example of the way administrators can dole out severe punishment in response to school violence fears. Here is barely a teenage girl trying to report comments that concerned her and faced a lengthy punishment stemming from the way she went about it. You know, it's just unbelievable. The intent was to not have her finish eighth grade, which is a marker, right? Yeah. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Have you ever felt that pang of disappointment when you couldn't add a ticket to your collection because it was digital? Or maybe you just lost it? Well, StubForge.com is here to change that. Imagine this. Tickets that not only look, but feel like the real deal. Because each ticket from StubForge is printed on the same quality stock that Ticketmaster uses and printed with genuine ticket printers. It's like holding a piece of the concert, the game or the show right in your hands. But StubForge isn't just about replacing tickets. With the easy-to-use interactive designer, you can create custom tickets for anything from concerts to sports games, pregnancy announcements or parties. Why not make your invitations stand out with tickets that are as unique as your event? And if you're trying to complete a back catalogue of missing tickets, StubForge offers bulk discounts to make it both easy and affordable. With StubForge, you can once more give your loved ones physical tickets and see their eyes light up instantly at the best gift you can give. So whether you're looking to reignite your ticket collection, craft the perfect gift, or send the coolest invites, head over to StubForge.com. Start creating today and see how StubForge makes every ticket a story worth saving. Visit StubForge.com and start making tickets today. So I'm going to just be frank with you. There are some racial overtones to the punishment and the question of whether or not there would have been a same reaction if she was not black. Um, Oh my God, to add layers on top of it. Tell me what is being done to, to undo this horrendous injustice. Well, I'd love to tell you that, but it is a very much of an ongoing story and you know, it is Stop It. It is a reporting app that they have in Texas. And she was told at the school level that by texting her friends instead of using it, that she created hysteria in the schools. So that other people in the schools and parents were concerned about the safety because the message started spreading. And the boy who was involved, then his name was out and being mixed around. So I think what we have is, you know, a girl who tried to do the right thing. She's 13 years old. What are the circumstances were? The bottom line is she reported it. Yeah. And even though the school says we don't discourage people from reporting, <laughs> their punishment was that it appears their punishment was that she didn't report it in the way that they told her to report it or they wanted her to report it or fast enough. Wow. I feel like somebody's missing the point massively there. Yeah. The mom said, we're teaching kids. If you see something, you say something. Kids are kids. They may not always get it right, but she heard something she was concerned about. And within a 21 minute span of mentioning it to a friend, I was speaking to the assistant principal. It's like a a form of victim blaming, really. The person that should be being looked at, all the attention's off that person and onto her. It's insane. She told her friends not to tell anybody else and the friends all told their parents or told their friends or told other people. You know, she's 13. But also, I mean, that kid said that statement in a gym class. Chances are those kids that were on that WhatsApp group could have all overheard that same thing. So it's just, listen, there's nothing about this that makes sense to me. And I think it's an absolute injustice. 
Yeah, I think here's a this is a learning lesson for school officials too. You know, I, I get it that we're not there. We don't know all the dynamics of it, but you know, there are some other things that I see. You're chilling the effect of having people say something if they think they might not handle it the right way. Why would anybody ever speak up if they think that they're going to be punished for handling it that way? Amazing. In addition to that, I believe it was the principal who said, well, the comment was don't come to school. How did it get into a conversation about guns? I think that's a lack of understanding that leakage can include something that doesn't say, please don't come to school tomorrow because I'm going to bring a gun and shoot people. The exactly. Leakage can just be, please don't come to school. Yeah. So, so that's a little naive and, uh, and probably defensiveness on the part of the principal because they acted suspending the child and then it turned into maybe more than they thought. One of the other things that I just wanted to bring up, which is the idea of We've struggled in the States and maybe other countries have too, what we call uh, zero tolerance policies, where if somebody mentioned something, the kid would be suspended. Now I'm talking about the boy who said, don't come to school tomorrow. Sure. And then there's an implication that maybe he's going to do something. So zero tolerance would say he would be suspended. And what I think researchers have found over the last few years is that zero tolerance means that you take your problem, you send it outside of school, you have no control over it. And, you know, a lot of times you suspend a child for three days and they're 15 years old and they're home all day by themselves doing whatever they want. If they're already brittle, there's problems. So, you know, I get that schools are struggling with this. But the problem is that the kid who made the statement, he was assigned an in-school suspension and he had to go to this alternate school for a brief period of time, too. So we created a situation where she tried to do the right thing and she was told she had to go to another school. And then he was given an in-school suspension for a short amount of time and then supposedly had to go to the other school for a period of time. And I know I don't have any specific numbers there, and I'm sure somebody from the school district would be like, well, you don't have all the facts. I don't want to get all the way into all the facts as much as I want to say, you know, this is really quite a no-win situation where what you take away from this is every kid in that school district that hears about it in the state of Texas and anybody else who's heard about it, you know, this young lady got in trouble for for saying something. And we're just blowing the say something here big time. Absolutely. I mean, it's all levels of madness. To me, you've just shut down a massive line of communication from your students. I would say that, you know, cooler minds, calmer individuals might have said, well, let's just call Sally and her chat friends in. Her name isn't Sally. I'm just making that up. Let's call Sally and her chat friends in and their parents in and say, we're going to use this as a teaching moment. We're going to talk to the school as a group and say, let's take this as a teaching moment. We created some hysteria. It was not intended to create hysteria. And there were no winners in this case because we have a young lady who thought she heard something. She was afraid. She mentioned it to people because she was trying to resolve how to deal with it. And maybe it would have been better for her to go to a trusted adult in the school the moment she heard it or when she kind of came to that realization. We understand why she went home and we don't blame her for that. And we understand she thinks she heard something. And even if she heard it or misunderstood it, the whole purpose is for you to report things so that we can sort them out together. And I think this is a learning lesson for people who make random comments in addition to that. So I think they could have taken this and created a culture change in the school as a teaching moment that would have helped really bolster their tipping system and their see something, say something successes to keep their school safer, which is the goal. It's very frustrating. Mm, yeah. More to come. Well, stay tuned because I'm ready to swing behind something, that's for sure. 
<laughs> You've okay. got me right riled up. <laughs> okay, calm down, calm down. <laughs> go take, right. go, go drink us some chamomile tea. I will. Peppermint, <laughs> a little chamomile. You know, as much as people hear this and they're like, oh, I'm never going to say anything. You know, my gosh, please take away from this that you have to say something. Because what if the kid was going to do something and it wasn't reported? You don't want that on your shoulders. So, you know, good for this mom for standing up for her daughter and saying my kid did the best they could do and just accept the fact that it's not a perfect system. It's never going to be a perfect system, but see something, say something. Absolutely. It's not sexy, but it works. Thanks for listening. And if you want to know more, Catherine's book, Stop the Killing, is out now. For more details, go to katherineschweit.com. Please consider also supporting our independently made podcast. It's simple to do. Go to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. And for as little as the price of a latte a month, you can be part of the solution to stop the killing. Patreon rewards range from official do-gooder status to ad-free episodes, autographed books, and opportunities to connect with us directly for your business, school, church, or even just a book club chat. But just knowing that you are part of a movement that has the power to make your community safer, well, that's got to taste better than a skinny cappuccino any day. So please head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing now and polish off your do-gooder halo and make sure to include your name so we can give you a shout out. This podcast is a community podcast production. That's con with an N. If you want more content, then head over to community podcast at Instagram, where you'll find trailers on more binge-worthy true crime, like the award-winning podcast Conning the Con. And check out our show notes for all the links mentioned. Finally, if you want one takeaway action that you can do right now that can help make our community safer, Please share, rate and review this podcast wherever you listen. Everybody needs to know that they hold the keys to see something and say something. Together, we can stop the killing. It's one of those things you hope never happens, but you better train for it. Because it will happen. And it will happen in places you wouldn't expect. Be ready for it. So when the scammer uses the hypnotic method of building rapport, then they create dysfunctional, delusional reality. That's how a scam begins, convincing the mark that it makes perfect sense to hand over their money to a con artist. The Scams and Cons podcast tells you how scams are run. You'll hear how people are convinced to buy fake art, buy machines that print money, or steal your house. I get a phone call from my wife and she let me know that they had decided to move all our stuff out and I can no longer do anything about it except go through an eviction. And you'll hear it from the experts, people who run the cons. So we go to your bank, you go in and get 6,000 cash, give us each 3,000, we give you this, uh-huh. you go home and what you find out is cut up newspaper. It's fun to know how the trick is done and that's what Scams and Cons is all about. Listen at scamsandcons.com or wherever fine podcasts are found. We are gathered here today to give you permission to plan the wedding that you want. 
I'm Jessica Bishop. And I'm Sari Wienerman. And we're the hosts of the Bouquet Toss podcast. Today's couples have to juggle so many things, from family expectations to outdated traditions and what's currently trending. So to make it easier, we're going deep to figure out why we do weddings the way that we do, so you can decide what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. You are cordially invited to subscribe to The Bouquet Toss wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com. By the power vested in us, we pronounce you free to plan your day your way.